Welcome to Beyond the Shadows on the Mike Rickstecker Audio Journey on MikeRickstecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel, chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and a fantastic writer in her own right. Two different rights there, if you noticed. <laughs> so we have a fantastic show up for you tonight. This is by request from you guys, Shadow People. So last episode, we were talking about the third eye, and toward the end of that episode, you guys started coming up with a lot of Shadow People questions. So we decided... Let's just go ahead and do a shadow person episode tonight. We've done it before, but it's a topic that is always very mysterious. People always want to know more. And in other shows, what we've done is we've talked about kind of like the basics, what, you know, shadow people look like, like the humanoid figure or the hat man or the crawler and the wisp and, you know, some different experiences that we've had. And we'll talk about some of those different experiences, but I think this time we're going to get like a little bit deeper and go into some more uh, deeper topics that I'm going to be talking about in my upcoming book, A Walk in the Shadows. So Shauna, I'm really excited for this episode. We have a lot of people down in the chat and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So uh, Antonia Rogers, Tom McNicholas, April Polly Swan, Steve White, Andrew Cox, Andrea Agrasane, uh, thank you all very much, and so many more that have already joined the chat. Tim, Tim Schoen is in the house, and we'll just do this real quick. This episode of Beyond the Shadows brought to you by 100 Road Roasts. It helps young ghosts. There you go. All right. <laughs> and of course, Ichabod Cranium ghost in the house as well. Sean's got to laugh at me. All right, so shadow people. So I have a list here of different topics I do want to get into. I thought we would start with something that's happened to us recently here. Uh, shadow people as ghosts or spirits appearing as shadow. Because that's always a big question that we get. Are shadow people really just human spirits having issues trying to manifest? Or are they something else? And so I thought for a long, long time that they were just on their own, interdimensional beings, something completely different. And there's a part of me that does still believe that a true shadow person is not human, it is some sort of interdimensional entity. However, there are human spirits, ghosts, that do try to manifest as an apparition, can't quite get there for whatever reason, and just appear as a shadow. But just recently here, back in June at the Hunter Road Media Paracon during an investigation, Tom McNicholas is in the house down there, and he was there when this happened, although I don't think he saw the shadow part. But the girl that we saw as an apparition in that hallway up there, just give you the story. We're in Pearl's room. Pearl's a confirmed uh, suicide that's up there at the top of the Mineral Springs Hotel in the uh, corner room. And we're there investigating a little bit. And all of a sudden, we hear some noises coming from down the hall. So head out into the hallway, and it's kind of an L-shape, standing at the apex, the center of that L, trying to look down both hallways. And from down the one, see this smoke billowing up and billowing up. And it does kind of this, I just hit the microphone, it does kind of this weird thing kind of side to side and kind of forms up near the one side of the hall. And then it morphs into the apparition of a little girl. So, and... 
you didn't see that, and Tom didn't see that, and Nick and Dustin. I don't think that any of them saw that. But this actually became a huge confirmation for me that, yes, human spirits do try to manifest, and sometimes they start as shadows. So, and I, I know you didn't see the shadow part, but you saw the little girl, and that was definitely an apparition of a little girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, human spirits, I think, I mean, they can appear as human spirits. They can appear as shadows. I feel like whatever, whatever they want you to see and whatever they have the energy to produce, I feel like that's the way it works. Um, but then there's just regular shadow people. And I feel like um, uh, shadow people are probably not. Do you hear that? Yeah. Maybe it's a critter. Okay. Could be a critter. No, no. Something back there. Um, I think shadow people don't really like true shadow people, as in the interdimensional whatevers. Right. Uh, probably aren't going to interact with you the same way as a human spirit does. Yeah, it's gonna you know, be it's gonna I be don't different. Think, um, you know, but but can they, if they wanted to interact with you, can they pretend to be something else, or are they just there? That's their image that they have and that they always have. Are they capable of doing anything else? Like a, a true shadow person? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing about shadow people. Is we're still trying to learn more about who and what they actually are. I so bad because of this comment. Right Sophia, here. okay, what's Sophia's comment? You're you're referencing yeah. the chat. Refer Go ahead. Shadow person, not human. Uh, yes, human spirit can pretend to be shadow. They shape shift and learn how to change appearance. How do you know? Um. Well, that. I mean, we don't. You know, it's. Um, like Rob Guttrow has an interesting story uh, that he has submitted into the book where he has a, uh, he was visited by his aunt and he knew it was absolutely her. Rob is a, he's a psychic medium. He felt her energy. He knew it was her um, trying to manifest and she just couldn't. Uh, she had expended too much energy at other points during the day. I can't remember the, the story exactly, but she just couldn't fully manifest. Um, so she ended up just being a shadow. Um, and kind of going back to your, your other question about, you know, can true shadow people, interdimensional beings, can they pick and choose how they appear? We don't know. You know, we're just going based on the reports that we have, which are humanoid person in the corner, the hat man, you know, the entity with red eyes, all these different types of shadow entities, um, we don't know if they choose to look like that or if that is just natively the way they are. Um, and we'll get into some other theories about appearances. Um, but a early question that was thrown out there uh, before the show started from uh, Tim Schoen, can shadow people be seen with the naked eye? And if so, what do they look like? Yeah, they can absolutely be seen with the, with the naked eye. And that's most of the reports that we get are from people who have actually seen something with their eyes. So... Um, Let's see if you guys have uh, Andrew Cox, shadow person I saw at Malvern. It was full head and shoulders popping out from the first floor room. And you see those, um, that kind of peek around the corner like that. That was, uh, I've, I've seen a number of those. The first one was when I was 13 years old, kind of peeking around the corner, looking in um, 
at me uh, while I was unpacking my bedroom because we just moved into the house. And you'd peek around the corner, peek around the corner. So uh, that's one that people kind of commonly see or like that. So yeah, absolutely. They are seen with the uh, with the naked eye. Um, so Ro- uh, Roland Gerodius, this was a uh, this was actually a question from last week that we didn't get around to uh, to answering. Uh, shadow people can be protectors in some lore, right? And that's interesting because there's a lot of world history uh, behind shadow people. What is what's always interesting uh, to me, and I get into this in the book, is how there's so many cultures from around the world that report similar activity that um, like the old hag syndrome or the shadow sitting on the chest, the dark presser, uh, these type of legends. And they're all named something different from culture to culture, but it's all the same type of entity. And so when like the metal girl community tries to just pawn it off as, yeah, you're just having a hallucination. It's like, no, there's, there's too much over thousands of years that people have reported between cultures that didn't connect for thousands of years that, you know, it's, it's just, the irony is just too much that no, there's, there's definitely a connection here between all of these, that this is something that's really going on, not just a hallucination of your mind. So, um, what else do you guys have down here? Uh, Sophia's also saying she saw uh, all black head and shoulders picked up in astral travel and uh, was, uh, told her it was going to take her breath away, experienced this malevolent. Um, yeah, and that that seems to be more like the uh, the old hack syndrome uh, type of a thing that, um, you know, that kind of, again, that dark presser um, sort of thing. The term hag ridden comes from that. Um, and it's it's, again, interesting how um, these type of phenomena have been you know, reported the same over thousands of years by all these different cultures. So uh, as far as Roland's question, protectors in some lore, um, they could be. They could be. You know, some of them seem to be standing there like guarding Sentinel. Um, you know, we get creeped out by it because it's standing there like in the corner of the room or at the end of the bed being very creeperish, um, but there are times where it seems to be protecting your one of your uh, friends with the hooded figure mm-hmm. seem to be protecting the baby. Yeah, they, they originally thought it was bad because you know it's a black hooded figure. You know, you're you're pretty much raised. Toward the microphone. Sorry, I needed to scoot my chair up. All right. Um. I mean, every movie known to man with, you know, a horror theme or anything like that, if it's black and it's got a hood, it's probably bad. So that's just what we're programmed to believe. But in this case, um, something good came out of it. So it was actually, instead of something bad, it was ended up being something good and watchful. So... Yeah, which was really interesting. It was actually looking out for the child. And so, again, another story we're going to include in the book. Um, we need to get that story. And we yeah. just have kind of the hearsay version of it. Uh, Victoria Monday. I see more shadow people starting about this time of year and also around Beltane. I'm sure that's a autocorrect on Facebook's part. Uh, in fact, this week I've seen more than I usually do. Do you too? Um, time of year doesn't really seem to matter to me. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I've seen a lot of shadow people my entire life. 
Um, I know there are people that try to say as we roll into October, we get around, you know, um, you know around the Halloween time, thinning of the veil, that sort of thing, um, that people pick up on more. But I mean, I just always experience stuff. Maybe people that experience more than are just their brain is already telling them, hey, that's when we're supposed to see it more. So that's just your filter, you know, filtering less of it out. Maybe being pre-programmed to think. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, they say, well, don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Because it's just as active now for me as it will be next month. Um, I, I see stuff every day. Granted, I would see this stuff every day anyway, but <laughs> um, it doesn't happen any more for me during a certain time of the year than it does, you know, I, I just, it's just there. Yeah. Um, if um, you want to see it more, don't listen to what other people say. You just open it up if you feel comfortable doing it and just see what's out there. Yeah, Victoria does say, uh, no, Beltane. So I'm about to learn something here. What exactly is Beltane? Because I'm unfamiliar with that. I mean, you're smiling, do you know? I know why Victoria knows. Okay. I'm not familiar with the term. Um, oh, she says Beltane is the Halloween season for the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. Okay. Why didn't you just say it's that a bit if of you a read it? Term. Why didn't you just say that then? I didn't read it. Oh, well, you had that big grin on your face. <laughs> um, she might be a witchy woman. Yeah, she might be. So, um, yeah. Tammy says she loves the shirt. Okay. Walking Dead shirt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Sophia's wondering if you use protection. I know you have all your different stones. Every day. Yeah. Every day I've got something with me. Um if I am investigating, I definitely have something with me. Uh, sometimes, and I usually, I'm not wearing it right now, but uh, I always wear quartz around my neck. You know, even for just a cemetery crawl. You know, anywhere where I know where I'm going to be in contact with something, like I want to be in contact with something, I make sure to uh, have some form of protection so that I know that, there's a chance I'm going to protect myself from I heard it something again. bad. We might have a friend back there. I don't know. So uh, April and Polly Swan. So you don't think that maybe at certain times throughout the year, the paranormal activity is heightened. Um, I mean, I know that people talk about you know, things like Mercury retrograde or the thinning of the veil or different moon phases. And I know you put your stones out, you know, during the uh, the full moon and there's other things with the new moon and things. Like, and it's, it's not that I don't, um, agree with any of that it's just to me from my own personal experiences I've experienced paranormal activity at all times of years and it's like the whole you know um, investigating at night you don't have to investigate the paranormal at night paranormal activity happens all times of the day so it's it's hard for me at least from my personal experiences to say that there's only a certain time of year in which you know it's it's really at a height because, you know, like some of my more profound paranormal experiences like happened in the spring or the summer. I mean, that one where we saw the little girl, you know, the what we started the show with, the smoke billowing down the hall and then the girl manifesting. That was in June. You know, it was, what was it, June 1st? Mm -hmm. That's when we had it, right? 
Yeah, that was June 1st. So, you know, I don't know. Um, but I do want to get into some more of the uh, the shadow person type topics. Um, Tim Show need to get me a shadow, shadow person t-shirt. We are coming out with uh, Beyond the Shadows t-shirts on, on that note, which will be available tomorrow. Uh, there was going to be a big end of summer sale, uh, 20% off shop.spreadshirt.com slash on the road media. Just throwing it out there. Um, yeah, it has, uh, okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, something that always gets asked of me is, um, are shadow people aliens? I mean, that's a legit question. Are these, are these aliens? And to me, it kind of almost goes hand in hand with interdimensional beings where, um, you know, since we don't truly know what an alien extraterrestrial is at least most people don't um some of these shadow people could very well be an alien extraterrestrial that has entered our home room whatever and that is the way they have appeared whether they're traveling interdimensionally which they very well could be it could be a uh, extraterrestrial from another dimension coming in looking like that something that was actually mentioned last week was um about cloaking devices and I just I had to laugh at it. I think it was Tanya Sergisian that mentioned it because that was something I had just written on in the book was about you know could it possibly be that the reason why it appears as a black figure is that let's say it's an alien and they have some sort of technology and they're standing in the room studying us observing us trying to figure out who what we are as they're visiting this planet and they've activated what in their technology is a cloaking device but it's not but it's imperfect and we're actually able to still see the figure with a part of our eyes and that's the blackness but to them it's their cloaking device and they're you know trying to shield or hide themselves all theory but i think it's interesting yeah in reality it's all theory let's all remember <laughs> that it can be like well shadow people are this Shadow people are definitely this. They definitely can't do that. They'll always do this. You cannot use those words because no matter how many experiences you've had, you know, there's still an unknown to it. You know, that that's what's going on with you and your experiences. But if someone else is having something different, then that leaves it open for discussion still. Because not everybody has the same experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And the the way that I'm writing this book is I'm trying to leave it up to the reader, to you guys, to make up your own mind as to who and what shadow people are. And there's many different types. There's many different ways in which people have seen them, have interacted with them. Uh, and we're still finding out and discovering more and more about these entities. There's no there's no one right answer and you know, as humans we try to compartmentalize everything and say no this is the way it is and or, that's the way it is and with these things that's just not the case there's a lot of different varieties it, it's like saying there's only one type of human being and there's just not the human beings come in all different shapes sizes hair color skin color 
you know, all of that. And so the same thing is true of shadow people. They come in all different shapes, forms, sizes. And, um, and and some of them may not even be that like real quote unquote shadow person, interdimensional being. It may be a human spirit trying to manifest and it just comes across as something shadowy, you know, so uh, they're all very different. So, you know, Holly Pinland uh, asks here, can shadow people appear more transparent or do they appear more solid? And I think this kind of, you know, rolls right into, you know, this point is that both <laughs> they can appear more solid they can appear more transparent you know there are some that fly by as just a little wisp and you see like a glimpse of a shadow in there and it goes by so fast and it's like that was something you know but the first one i experienced as a kid was solid as you and me and it actually physically touched me crossed my arms across my body and it ran off down the hall um so very very physical very dark you couldn't see any features you know and then there's ones that appear as like just a black cloud or black smoke and you know they have really no form um but they're you know black and dark but kind of like a cloud but it's still something that's trying to manifest some sort of entity that is trying to form up and it just doesn't and we don't really know why but that's but that's the way it appears so they're all very different um so let's see what else you guys have down here. Um, Darren Buss, sleep paralysis with shadow people. Okay, so that is a hot button topic. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> yeah, so the sleep paralysis aspect with uh, with shadow people is um, that's a big part. It's an entire part of the book. Um, so there's four parts of the book, each with chapters, and there's an entire part on uh, sleep paralysis. And because it's, like I said, it's a hot button topic, uh, the medical community likes to say that, well, what shadow people are, are a phenomenon. Sleep paralysis is real, okay? Shadow people are real. I've had both. Uh, medical community likes to say that, well, when you're uh, kind of waking up from sleep and you're you're still in that paralysis state, which does happen, your, your body does paralyze itself in order to, so you don't act out your dreams while you're sleeping that um, you're, you're waking up, your brain is still in a dream state, but the rest of your, but is coming awake, your body's still paralyzed. So what you're seeing while you're paralyzed are hallucinations, you know, that you're hallucinating this person standing in, your, in the corner of your room or at the end of your bed or whatever. And I completely disagree with that. In fact, the majority of the, of the shadow person stories that I've heard from people over the years I've collected of my own experience, nothing to do with sleep paralysis whatsoever. Um, there's, it's actually a rarity to get a story of seeing a shadow person and having sleep paralysis at the same time. Just is. Um, the couple of times I've had sleep paralysis, saw no shadow people. Every single time that I've seen a shadow person, I've been awake and no sleep paralysis at all. Um, there's only one time, in fact, that I was actually in bed. All the other times were out of bed. Um, so um on that note continuing because <laughs> this is a very a very long topic um what i've always you know, thrown out there as an example is you know i see a lot of different things when i dream but this is supposed to be a hallucination i see a lot of different things when i dream so why do i not see 
you know, a car in my room or an airplane flying overhead or a tree that is sprouted or I used the example the other week of motorcycles because, you know, I was riding motorcycles with Nikki Six and Mick <laughs> Mars. So why are there motorcycles in my room? You know, it's always a person. It's always a person that somebody wakes up and sees. It's not something else from their dream. So I, I say that the whole idea of the hallucination is bunk. Um, so, uh, yeah, sleep paralysis is real. Shadow people are real in only on every rare occasion uh, do they actually happen simultaneously. So you guys can continue to ask questions about that down there, but I could go on that for, for quite a while. Um, and the chat is scrolled by way down there. So that's the one thing that drives me nuts about this is it doesn't keep up. Um, so... Uh, Keisha Marie Cabral, would you still call them shadow people if they were white instead of black or dark? I wouldn't. Do you know who Keisha is? No. Keisha and Tammy down in the chat room. Tammy Golden is our photographer. Oh, To okay. be, and Keisha cool. is the awesome uh, hair and makeup lady. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited so, about that. Welcome. I remember Tammy uh, was in the chat the other week. So, yep. so well, hello, Keisha. Welcome, welcome. All right. No, I would not call a uh, a white entity a, uh, a shadow. That's kind of opposite terms there. So you would call something white an apparition um, or a white mist. Um, I've seen white wisps, but yeah, I don't call those actual uh, shadows. Um, it's but see, this is kind of the interesting thing. We saw, you know, with human spirits, it may be a little different here. So like with that little girl, she turned from a shadow into an apparition, which was white. So, but with her, I don't really call her a shadow person. And I'm, and I'm trying to make that distinction with what I'm writing is that this is a shadow phenomenon, which turns into an apparition, but is not an actual quote unquote shadow person. It's a human spirit which is not a shadow person. Um, and when they're trying to manifest, sometimes they're you know, kind of gearing up, can't quite get there, comes off as a shadow at first. Sometimes they're able to get to that apparition state. Sometimes they're just boom, an apparition, you know? So, um, but yeah, that wouldn't, be a, that wouldn't be a shadow if it's white. Yeah, she, and I, and I definitely, yeah, there's, there's no way. She's definitely, and she's someone that we've interacted with that mineral springs mm -hmm. before um i really believe she's the girl in the one room that people interact with yeah it, it probably is because what we saw sounded a lot like the descriptions and in fact the illustration that adam tillery drew concerning the girl of that room and he has been really spot on a lot of times of illustrating for people with just a vague description what they've actually seen and so for him to draw her like that and that's what we ended up seeing pretty much that girl so i i would venture to say yeah it's it's the girl that frequents that room yeah and if brie jones is down there i know brie likes to call her um candy, candy. yeah so all right, we have some more questions coming in. Let's try to get to some of these. Darren, I'll get to your other one here. I want to see if somebody else has one first. Um, Victoria Monday says that they have a shadow cat. I think it's their first set, uh, cat, Zach. Um, in your opinion, is this a shadow cat or just a cat spirit that's not really manifesting? Um, I have seen smaller shadow entities that 
resemble a cat or like about that size of scene around cemeteries. So I don't know if that's like supposed to be some sort of guardian of the cemetery. I've seen a shadow cat. You've seen a shadow cat. Actually, it showed up on night vision camera as white. But it was a black shadow cat. So with your eyes, you saw it as black and on the camera, um, I it didn't came up as white. Actually, Rita actually saw it in real time. It showed up, popped up on the back of um, the bench behind me and it was actually rubbing its head she said against the and it was and it was black but um, it would run around upstairs we could always hear something upstairs that didn't sound human sound like a critter so we just always assumed maybe a squirrel or a mouse or something got up in there it would sound a little bit bigger than a mouse um, but then we had a camera going had a night vision camera going um, it showed up on video on the night vision camera as white. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, I've always thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool, for sure. Um, Antonio Rogers says, Native American folklore has a coyote as the trickster shadow people remind me of that. Yeah, um, and we'll get into a lot of that folklore uh, in the book. Uh, you know, shadows. There's a lot of different interpretations over the years. Like uh, the Egyptian uh, kaibut is actually the shadow. In their interpretation, the shadow is one of the seven parts of the soul. So that's their interpretation. That's actually part of a person. But then you get into like some of the uh, like ancient like Sumerian, Mesopotamian texts and things like that, where um, this will kind of roll into Daniel Estas' question, where they had the shadows as, as different demons that would cause ailments. So, and so Daniel Estas is, uh, why so many investigators uh, tell to be careful that uh, child shadows are demonic? Um, she said it could be, but uh, they don't have to be. So, feeling dark, uh, Daniela, um, for the question. Yeah, I, I think it's it comes down to a lot of those cases, people fear what they don't understand. And, you know, we kind of talked about it last week when we started talking about shadow people, that people associate colors with um, different emotions or states of being. So a lot of times something black is going to be evil or red is going to be angry or you know, even vice versa. Like, you know, red could be seen as an evil color as well. And so I think... Um, and I think I know that I've seen out there a lot of people interpreting that all dark shadow entities are evil, and that's just not the case. You know, in, in all of my experiences with shadow people, and there have been many, I've only had one where you can interpret that eh, they might have been up to something. And that was the first one that actually touched me and interacted with me. All the others, you know, more like curious or just kind of observing and, and watching. Uh, there have been others that it's like I scared it and it, you know, darted across the room as I entered, you know. So those I cannot call evil or demonic or anything like that. There's very few demons in this world. Um, actually, I, I take that back. There's one other because Carl Johnson actually, you know, called it a demon. That was the red-eyed entity at the house in Edmond, Oklahoma. And that would be the only one over all those years and that was because of all the nasty things that it was doing within I, that house so um in regards to and i've heard it said uh, more times than i can count uh, don't interact with child spirits don't trust them all child spirits are demonic and i do not think that's true not at all 
Um, I'm not, I never, ever, ever say with 100% certainty anything because, but I'm about as sure as I can be without it being 100%. That's just not true. Um, I've never met a child spirit that I didn't think I could, couldn't trust. Um, and I've given many opportunities to gain my trust and try to do something terrible with it. I have never had a bad feeling about a child ever. Um, there's some, you know, child spirits that I run into that simply just act like children. They feel like children. I don't feel anything, um, shady about them. That was me. Um, there have been areas that I've been in where I felt some energy that I didn't really feel comfortable about around, but, um, just to me, just coming out of the gate, adult energy feels different than child energy. Female energy feels different than male energy. And then there's, you know, bad energy that I'm 99% sure that most of the time it's just an angry human spirit that's just pissed because I'm there or that you're there or that anybody is there. They just want to be left alone tired of people coming up in there all the time it's like excuse me this is my place I had it before you did get out you know uh, I'd be mad too I guess you know um, I'd be less mad at us because we ask permission <laughs> you know if you ask right. permission but yeah I, I don't feel I haven't for one second felt like a child was trying to trick me and it was actually something else um I'm not saying that it's not a thing. I'm just saying that it's never happened to me. Yeah, I mean, it's... I would like to could, think that... Could a demon trick you by portraying itself as something that's not? It doesn't even necessarily have to be a child spirit that it could trick you as, you know. The thing is, is that, I mean, sure, you have to be careful going into these things. And when we investigate, we go back many, many, many times. And so we always put those things to the test you know, we, we question a lot, you know, and we we always say our, our body is our best tool. And so we trust our instincts on these things. Yeah, I, if I'm pretty sure I'm dealing with a child, you know, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, in the back of your mind, you still have that, well, but people say, but don't, don't listen to other people. You listen to you. You listen to what you're what your sense tells you, listen to your senses, what's your heart, you know, just completely tune out what you've seen on TV, what other people say, you listen to you because you're your best tool that you have. You know, if your intuition, your, your sixth sense, whatever you want to call it, if, if that tells you, nah, really not feeling it, maybe I should just wait until I'm sure, then, then that's what you listen to. You know, no offense to anybody that's in there right now saying, well, I heard. You Actually, heard. they are down there saying that they heard whispering around you. Do you hear any whispering? No. No. Okay. Don't doesn't know, guys. Mean, doesn't mean that it's not there. I just, I'm just not hearing it. You just weren't hearing it. I will say this. Sometimes that light down there. Makes it, it makes like a, a whirring sound. It makes yeah. a noise sometimes. It gets a little um, loud sometimes. You know, we did have a question in there earlier, um, Andrea Agra saying, what do the blue lights mean? I mean, that's, 
we've had the lights for uh, ever since we were inside the upside down because we were kind of like the the late night show after edge of the rabbit hole so it was kind of like okay turn down the rest of the lights turn on the blue lights the blue kind of signified the upside down is she talking about these blue lights i think she's talking or about these blue lights like what do blue lights no i think she was talking about our blue lights okay. she said it was an irrelevant question which oh, that would oh, be an irrelevant question if she was yeah. talking about our blue lights That's true. so yeah i think they look cool yeah, well, and that's kind of what it comes down to. They look cool. They look cool. We use them for Friday Night Ghost Rites as well because mm-hmm. basically they look cool. <laughs> but it's kind of the the black and blue is kind of our motif. I know I still have the brown banner up, but uh, yeah, the black and blue has kind of been our, our thing of late, which you guys basically voted on the black and blue uh, Beyond the Shadows t-shirts, uh, which would be coming here. We need to listen to the playback on this again carefully because a lot of yeah, people are here. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And actually, Andrea does say no blue lights, as in floating blue lights. So I guess you were right. I don't know. Mm. That wouldn't actually be an irrelevant question. It's just it's not... It's irrelevant because we were talking about... We were talking about, about shadow people, but yeah. So I thought she was talking about... Okay. Um, I've seen... I've seen blue, red, yellow. Yeah. balls of light. I've seen a big red one. I've also seen a big red one caught on video. Look, coming out like a like a about the size of a watermelon, like a basketball. You yeah. know, I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, what was that? And no idea. Didn't see it with the naked eye, but there it was on video. Yeah, um, people are going to interpret the the colors mean different things. Yeah, yellow but, ones. We've we've seen a lot yeah. of yellow ones. Um, I've seen uh, I've seen green ones. I've seen blue ones. There, there's only I mean, one way to really find out what those colors mean, and that's to sit down with a floating blue ball of light and ask it, why are you blue? Well. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding, yeah, though. I know, I know, it's like the same thing with shadow people. You know, what do we what do we think shadow people are? Well, we have all different reasons as to <laughs> why we think what they are what they are. But the only way we're ever going to get a definitive answer is to sit down with a shadow person and ask it, why are you a shadow? You know, why well, are you the way you are? You know, whenever I've ever seen anything like that, you know, I'll sit ask, I look, I'm, th- this is me, this is who I am, this is where I'm sitting, this is what I just saw. If you can hear my voice, if that's, if that's you, if that's what you showed me, what is it? What are you? Who are you? You know, are they going to answer me? No, probably not, because, you know, yeah, well, when, you, when we had the ever. yellow ball of light dancing around the Goldenrod showroom and we were asking those type of questions, and I think the most we got, Tara said, you know, wow, you're fast, and she got at least, because she's a psychic, mm-hmm. um, she has sensitivities like that, and she heard it say, uh, yes, I am, or something like that. Um, so it agreed that it was fast. Okay, well, we, didn't catch, we didn't catch it on audio. They, but, they are fast yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and they, or no, it was I know, yeah, yeah, that's and what they it was. and they follow, and they follow. They come, they come around. Uh, I've seen more of them now than I ever had. Oh, I see a lot of the twinkles and yeah. stuff these days. Yeah, and they, they come in your room at night. They come in the room at night. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> see it. I did the one night you saw it. I, I must have been just completely out of it because usually I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, usually you see it, and I don't. Yeah, April. But I see a lot of them. April, sometime. April, what is the question? She says she's she never. Uh, sometimes I wish I was more open to spirits, but unfortunately they don't. They just don't like me. I don't think that's true. 
I think maybe they just don't understand you or maybe they're just not aware that you're open to it. Maybe your filter is just not as open as you think it is. Maybe just trying too hard. Maybe we just need to get together some night and work on it. There you go. Yep. All right. Yep. So Darren Buss asks, what are your views on the top hat man? So the uh, the hat man, he comes in different forms. Top hat is one of the forms. Um, and sometimes he's seen with a cape. We have one of those stories in the book. Also, uh, a lot of times he's seen with a fedora type hat, wearing a trench coat, sometimes not wearing the coats or cloaks or anything like that, sometimes just the hat. And I have heard one story of a hat man wearing an archer type of hat, like something out of Robin Hood. Um, not really sure as to what all the different styles hat means. Maybe it's just a style that they liked. Maybe they, for whatever reason, related to some time frame of our human history and they're trying to appear like that. Maybe even to relate to us on some level. Um, a lot of the, uh, the hat man stories are, are more negative in nature and they seem to strike fear into uh, the, the people that they frequent. Sometimes they're flanked by a, a couple of uh, humanoid figure shadow people. And so kind of the angle that I go on this within uh, A Walk in the Shadows is that they could actually be some sort of emotional vampire, striking that fear into you and then feeding off of that fear. So that's, that's one way to interpret that. Um, now I'm going to get into uh, this topic as well, um, shadow people in the Matrix. So one of the stories that we have uh, related the hat man to somebody who was kind of there observing but not, su not supposed to be doing that on our level. Um, so there are many theories out there and you know some of them sound pretty good that you know, we're actually living in a simulation. Now, of course, people instantly relate that to the movie The Matrix, which, by the way, they're coming out with number four now. Um, it, but it may not be that type of simulation. It may not be like a quote-unquote computer simulation that we understand. It could be some sort of um, organic or biological simulation, something more to do with the universe. Um, but in any case... It could be some of these shadow people are those from the other side, outside the simulation. Um, think of almost like an agent from, you know, the movie The Matrix that is there observing and, and watching, um, kind of breaking into, almost being like a, uh, you know, if you think about some of the different, uh, you know, online games that are out there, those massively multiple. Uh, multiplayer online games um, you know they'll have game masters that'll drop in they're basically as an invisible character you can't see them but they're watching what's going on in, in the game world and so this is that kind of thing but it could be that this is happening and it's this shadow figure that's the I don't know quote unquote game master for lack of a better term or some sort of exterior agent that's coming into the simulation to you know observe things or maybe even interfere we don't know um but that is one of the more um interesting far out theories uh that are out there about these type of entities that you know i'm gonna throw out there and you guys can make of it what you will so um but i always find it interesting because i just you know 
I love getting into those types of, of theories and seeing where they go. It's kind of, you know, going down the rabbit hole, as we like to say. Um, so your sister's going to Alton tomorrow. Do you know that? I do now. You do now. Yep. I'm going on Friday. <laughs> You're going on Friday. And I'm not. Ugh. Because I'm going to be on the road to Silcon. Better make it out to Silcon, guys. So Having a little meetup <laughs> at Zen, if anybody is interested. I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Oh, well. Going to bring a new... Going to bring a newbie from work. She That's watches right. this. I don't know if she's watching this or not, but she's going. And uh, one of my work daughters is going right. to meet us there and... April, if you want to show up on Friday, great. Everybody, let's just meet at Zen. <laughs> there you go. So, um, we've kind of hit my list that I had here. Shadows as Ghosts, Matrix, Interdimensional Beings, Aliens. Um, you guys can throw your questions down there uh, if you have any more concerning these type of uh, entities. But I wanted to get into some of the more deeper topics other than just uh, the regular, you know, here's their... You know, here's their characteristics. Here's what they look like. You know, you know, and and that's fine. You know, Hat Man is a type of one, but I think there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more, um, you know, deeper seeds with within these, uh, you know, different entities rather than just, you know, what they look like. Um, I think some of them do have some different functions, um, and they're not all the same. You know. Like I said earlier, we like to lump everything together as all shadow people are this. And we can get into the all, are all shadow people evil. And, you know, they're just, they're not. Actually, I think we talked about that earlier. Um, I, talk about, I talk about shadow people so much, I kind of forget where I'm at sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we did talk about that earlier. You know, it's just, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and, and say I, th I think they're, you know, benevolent, like they're trying to help us, but they could be, and we just don't know it. You know, uh, some people have tried, and two different, I'll say two different people, not some, but two different people at different points in time, um, maybe a year apart from each other, do not know each other. They were both psychic mediums, and they each suggested that perhaps that first shadow person encounter that I had went across my arms, across my body, perhaps it thought that I was dead. And in a way, it was honoring me and putting me into a burial pose. So maybe. We don't know. We don't know. Because I was scared to death. I was thinking there was an intruder in my room. And that's something to keep in mind is that when we see these things, that our initial reaction for most people is fear. You know, these days I've seen so many that I'm just kind of like, Oh, there's one, you know, it's, I, I don't, you know, I don't have that fear so much anymore, but for a lot of people, when they first see it, um, especially if they're waking up in the middle of the night, that their initial reaction is fear. There's something not right in this room or there's somebody in my room. That's what I thought when I was a kid, there's an intruder in my room and he's come to kill me. You know, I'd seen enough movies where that happens mm -hmm. and you know, I'm alive today. So obviously it didn't kill me, but you know, that's, that's where people's minds go. And so, you know, I opened my mouth, nothing came out. You know, I was very frightened at the time. So yes, I thought it was something mean, nasty, and evil, but it didn't actually hurt me. So, um, so I think people are kind of mistaken sometimes as to the actual true intentions of, of some of these things. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to say all of them are nice. No, I, I think just like people, there are some evil ones out there and there are some nasty ones. So, 
it does go both ways. Um, talking about, um, let's see, um, Michael Lachiana down in the Carolinas, you have the gray man. Yeah, the gray man from uh, the hurricanes during hurricane season. We actually have a, a video on that. Uh, we just posted a throwback Thursday, uh, this past Thursday on the gray man. So be uh, feel free to check that out. Um, he is also new to the show. Very cool. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Happy to have you aboard. Yeah, the um, and where you would find that video, since you are new, would be youtube.com slash Media. Uh, that is our main channel. We broadcast here as like an after show to Edge of the Rabbit Hole, which broadcasts there live every Tuesday night. Um, then we come out here and we talk a little bit more because um, you guys demanded a second hour. So, mm-hmm. um, so I know you guys want to throw this out there as far as like some more unusual type of stuff. Um, so you guys were talking about like old hag syndrome type of stuff earlier. And one of the more unusual stories that I've come across here in recent years was related to me by a couple. Um, one of the problems with the whole sleep paralysis, old hag syndrome, is that it is usually not witnessed. You're hearing one person's story that, you know, I felt paralyzed and this happened to me. Um, again, it's actually rare that you get the shadow person and paralysis story at the same time but you do get it sometimes um but it's usually not witnessed Uh, or somebody will say well i saw a shadow person and you know there's nobody else there to corroborate it but one of the more unusual ones that i encountered as far as stories that related to me were from a husband and wife and she woke up to a dire wolf sitting on her chest Oh, a dire wolf. Now, usually this, you know, old hag syndrome is you're waking up and you have this you know, little old woman sitting in your chest, but she's very strong, apparently, or like some sort of ghoul. Um, you know, there's a there's an old uh, historic painting called The Nightmare where the ghoul sitting on the person's chest and the and the actual horse, black horse is peeking into the room. Um, but this was a dire wolf. And she was trying to break free of it. So she's kind of, you know, resting in the rest, WR, resting. <laughs> and uh, trying to break free of this thing. So the husband wakes up. He sees what's going on with his wife. She's basically, you know, paralyzed, pinned under this thing. Um, when he turned on the light, what he saw, he did not see the dire wolf, but he saw the imprints of the paws on her shoulders. Hmm. So while he couldn't see it, he saw the, uh, what it was actually doing to her. So, and then it, and it ran off apparently. So it's one of the more unusual stories that I've heard over the past several years. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not that I don't believe that, but just nope. <laughs> I'm glad that that stuff doesn't happen to me. Yeah. And I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. Not experiencing a lot of this stuff. I'm happy with just what I've been dealing with so far, and I'm fine if it doesn't go any further than that into the realm of the really creepy stuff. I don't want that stuff. Yeah. But even um, like a hat man story, since Darren was asking about the hat man, you know, one that was um, corroborated again was uh, this hat man was, uh, from a family that uh, I interacted with at a uh, convention where um, the uh, the one girl kept having the hat man come up to her bed at night. It would stand at her bed and look at her. The other sister, or I guess there were three of them, they would see the hat man come into the room and always go to their sister's bed. And this happened like 
many, many times while they lived in this particular home. When they moved away from this house, the hat man did not follow. The activity stopped. So whatever this was, was, was not attached to them. It was not a phenomenon that they, that I guess you'd say they were kind of making up or whatever. It wasn't something that um, had to do with them. It was something that had to do with the house. There's, we have no idea if that continued with the new owners because we don't know who the new owners are. But with them, it didn't happen anymore when they left. So I have to assume, you know what they say about assuming, I have to assume that it had to do with the house, not them. So, um, Andrea Agrasane asked, do you think spirits can give you a headache? Yeah. I know they do for you. Um, and it could be, it could be two reasons in my opinion um one it could just be that's just your body's way of responding responding to that type of energy being around or maybe empathically you're picking up on symptoms of something that happened to them like maybe they had dealt with some type of like really bad headaches all their life maybe they had a head wound maybe they um, dealt with some type of like severe mental illness. Maybe they, you, you never know, but maybe they're trying to communicate with you and let you know, you know, this, this is me. This is, you know, what I deal with. Maybe they're not allowed to tell you who they are, but they're at least giving you bits of insight into who they were or what was going on with them at the time. It could be one of those two things, either just your body is responding and that's the symptom you're getting because it belonged to them and so you're picking up on it or that just may be your body's way of reacting to paranormal activity sometimes i get a headache um well, sometimes i get like tingling buzzing sometimes i get vertigo sometimes i get nauseous i mean it just i think depends. a great example was when we were at and, and i know i've seen it happen to you many times but when we were at my ancestor's grave Oh, yeah. And you just started <laughs> feeling that in the back of your head when you near the grave of who would have been my great, 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 however many greats. It was basically my grandfather's great grandmother. Or was it great, great grandmother? In any case, <laughs> <laughs> um, you kept getting that headache in the back of your head and you had no idea that the way that she died was that she had fallen down the back stairs of the house and smacked her head on the pavement. You had no idea. No, that's not something that really came up right. in normal conversation. So, yeah, I had no idea. But it's just the headache was so bad in that area. It's like, why do I have such a, like, I have a bad headache. Like, I was going to have to, like, step away from it just from that area. But I didn't have it in any of the other areas. Just like, because I remember telling you, I don't know what's going on right here, but there's something going on right here. Like I've got the worst headache ever. And I was going to have to take something for it. I mean, it was bad. And then it's like, well, I was fine everywhere else. So, right. you know, I don't know. Tom McNicholas, having to take off for the night because he has to wake up early. He says he'll catch the replay. Have a great night, Tom. Always appreciate the support. And um, yeah, this will eventually be uploaded uh, 
back up to YouTube, the uh, Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Hunter Road Media. So please subscribe there and uh, you can catch all the replays of these live broadcasts there. So, um, yeah, Darren Buss was wondering, in your eyes, what would be the holy grail of the paranormal to you both? Like venue or experience? I was thinking he was meaning experience. So for me, it would be like um, the apparition of somebody just coming up and shaking my hand. Say, hey, how you doing? And just shaking my hand. That's it. Well, I've had one. Kind of do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, like full-bodied apparition, like Abraham Lincoln. You know, we, we live in <laughs> Illinois. Like Abraham Lincoln walking up to you, you know, tipping his cap and be like, "How you doing?" And you know, shaking your hand. I'm doing well, thanks, Abe. But you know, yeah, my mine would be just simply just for one of them to just sit there and just point blank answer questions that I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like on the other side? Yeah. Like just you know, what's your name? Boom. Where are you from? Boom. You know. Uh, you know, just the, the, the questions. You've the name we, before, so you got Molly. Yeah. Well, no, but she didn't. I don't feel like she told me. I mean, I maybe she did tell me, but she didn't. In her way, she communicated it. Yeah. But it's not the way that I want. But it's it wasn't like, like she morphed into existence and said, Hi, my name's Molly. That is what I would love. That's there my you holy go. grail right there. I would love for one of them that I communicate with to tell me you know not like oh i know that one's name is um byron for example because he actually existed i don't i don't want it to be one that i'm that i already know exists i want it to be one of them that i'm just molly would be my holy grail like if she would manifest so that i could see what she looked like and said yep my name is molly this is my last name this is what happened to me this is why i follow you around Danielle Stoss is also taking off. Guten Nacht, Daniela. So, yeah, it's getting late for everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Robert White, four score and seven shades ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I I think a lot of people have that, you know, I want to see an apparition. You know, like Dustin Samario, when, you know, he, he thanked us for seeing, you know, for the girl that manifested in the hallway. You know, he, and, you know, that was one of those moments that was like, okay, you know, this is, this is definitely something that yellow ball of light dancing across. It's like, this is something, you know, when you actually see that physical something manifest and you're like, now I've seen it with it, with my eyes. You know, I think that's what most people want. I think most people just aren't believing anything paranormal, supernatural, because they haven't seen it yet. And, you know, we don't fully understand why they they can't always manifest, you know, into an apparition like that. But sometimes they do. And you hear these stories about, you know, where people look just like just like you and me, where they were fully formed, not even like white and transparent or all, just fully formed. And I, I have yet to see that. But you hear the stories that these things have happened. I do it. I see them. We like saw that. Byron like that. Yeah, but even then, he wasn't in. He it was like see, it was like a filter. Like a well, you said he was like sepia tone, yeah. Yeah, but um, up in the Catholic cemetery, I saw an apparition of an old man wearing a white T-shirt and blue coveralls, 
talking to me about um, a set of graves that I was wondering about. It's like, why are there like two of the same here, you know, or why? And so I'm sitting there trying to figure it out of my own. And I mean, that's a steep hill. Yeah. You know, and he was old, like old, old. And uh, I didn't hear him come up behind me at all. And then next thing I know, I hear a voice behind me and I turn around and he's there. And then I was like, oh, thanks. You know, and then I turn around and then I'm like, wait, where, where'd you come from? And I turned back around. He was not there. He was just where gone. Where the hell did he go? And then right. it occurred to me. Oh. No, he okay. could just have been a ghost. Yeah. It's like, okay. So needless to say, I said my goodbyes and I was right. like. <laughs> Kathy Ciliento, these are the things that drive me crazy. Why do uh, we get small bits uh, or small little tidbits of info? If they're going to communicate, why don't they really answer our questions? What is the point of the small tidbits? I think we kind of theorize that they're not really allowed to tell us a whole lot. I mean, we theorize that. We don't know for sure because we ask a lot of questions about the afterlife, about the way it works, and we don't really get answers to those. You know, so it's almost like they're not allowed to tell for some reason. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they have rules just like we have rules. Stuff we're not allowed to do or say without consequences. I think they have the same. I think they have some type of, you know, set of rules that they have to follow, too. And that's why. Or maybe they just maybe they just can't. Or maybe they don't know. You might I don't not know. know. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have the answers. Yeah, you know, and you could get into the different theories about they're stuck here. So they don't really know what the quote unquote other side is. Um, you know, some of them may not know that they're actually dead, which is why we don't ever really mention that they're dead because, you know, it might be offensive or traumatic or what have you. So we just don't even talk about that. We talk about we talk about their life is what we do. Um, we think that's a lot more respectful. So, yeah, I mean, there's. There's a lot of things that we theorize, and that's the same thing with the shadow people, is we, we have a lot of different theories. And so what we try to do uh, when it comes to this part of, of our involvement with the paranormal is that we put that information out there, and you guys can make your own decisions. I mean, we have our own opinions on, on what these different things mean. You may not agree with us, and that's fine. You may, you may believe something else. You know, whatever we don't have really any concrete proof to any of it it's just it's a lot of theories a lot of experiences and we're trying to make sense of it so and this is our different opinions are the way that we have tried to make sense of it so so on that note i believe we're going to go ahead and wrap this up another a lot of people have had to bail out here because it is getting late it's almost midnight in the east after all <laughs>